Life Jitsu Art of Life, another episode on the road, this time from San Diego to Las Vegas, hoping not to hit a lot of traffic. Top of mind, let's just go top of mind, we're going to talk about nutrition, let's talk about life, let's talk about the simple life, let's talk about details, paying attention to the little details, the the Jedi's master and perfect the little details who see things that other people miss. So let's talk a little bit about nutrition. Let me tell you what. This trip was partly a celebration of my birthday. Get ready to turn 46 years old, two days. And um, again, some of that age is a state of mind. So it's a it's a paradox. On the one hand, I'm acknowledging, I'm transparent about my age. I'm going to be 46 and say, oh, you, age is just a number. Don't be aware of it. No, I'm giving you. I'm being transparent with that age. Why? Because I want you to know that I'm in the business of age defiance. I want to age well. I want to blow people's minds with how well I age in these next 20 years. All natural. And if I don't tell you my age then you don't have the right perspective. You won't, you won't have the right measure. Right? I have to tell you I don't use steroids. I don't use TRT. I don't have plastic surgery. I don't use Botox. I have to tell you that. Why? So you can judge the results for yourself. So I can bring perspective on what I do. So you can decide, wow, that must really work. This guy's doing it all natural. If I did a bunch of Botox, then I would just be here advocating Botox. If I did a bunch of steroids and my six-pack abs and my low body fat were the result of steroids, then I would be a walking, talking steroid advertisement. But I'm not. I'm not telling you, hey, I don't use TRT, I don't use steroids, I don't use HGH. I'm not telling you that to belittle and put down people. If that's your path, if that's your way, you do you. You do it the way you want to do it. You do it the way you feel comfortable. I'm not your guru. I'm not your master. I'm a guide. I'm just someone telling you my way. Not, I'm telling you a way, not the way. You decide that. If you want to do all the Botox and all the plastic surgery and all the TRT and all the HR, HR, you know, HGH, and H, whatever, C, whatever there are, all the numbers, the alphabet numbers, you do you. And you could be my friend. You could be hat tattooed head to toe like my boy Matt Villatora. And I will love you. If you're a good person with good intentions, it's all good. You do it your way. Some of my friends are all on HGH, TRT. I'm curious to hear what they have to say. Some of them are really smart about a lot of things the human body. Some of these bodybuilders, some of them are just guinea pigs doing crazy stuff, stuffing anything in their body, and some of them are really smart. It's worth picking their brains, even though I don't do steroids, but they still know things about the human body and hormones that I want to know. I want to still see things through their eyes. I just say, no thanks with the HGH, not my way. But there's still a lot to learn from them, so I am not trying to belittle you. If you're into plastic surgery, whatever your thing is, then ring that bell and carry that flag nothing wrong with that. I'm not going to tell you how to live. I'm just saying it's my way. That's why I pound that drum. I'm looking for the all natural way. I'm looking, I'm trying to lean it organic, simple life. And I'm looking to blow minds in these next 20 years. 
But on this trip, let me tell you what, this was a celebration. And because again, I find it, I find it interesting. People are out there telling us how great their diets are and they eat so healthy and then they're scared to tell you their age, right? If your program is so good, if you eat so healthy, tell us your age. If you're so great, oh, my fasting works, my diet works, tell us your age. Be proud so that we can have a perspective and we can, okay, is what he or she saying, does it really work? Because if you're, if you're such an expert, I want to see how you look. I, not just your abs. People are like showing off their abs. I want to see the look in your eyes. I want to see how your skin lays. I want to see the, the color of you. I want to see the vibrance. I want to see the energy. I want to see the light in you. If, if what you're doing is so healthy, I want to see that, that light, that energy, not just six-pack abs, not just musculature, not just feats of strength. Your whole energy, your whole aura should be, you should be exuding health and wellness. And a lot of these people out here, they don't. They don't. They're just muscle heads, but they don't have that, that life, that light, that vibrance, that smile, that glow. They don't have it. And you should have it. If you are, if you are a beacon of healthy living, tell us your age. Let your smile be your best advertisement. Let the light in your eyes show and shine and let people just know, wow, what is that person doing? Let your aura be your, you know, your best advertisement. People say to me, hey, how's your day going? And I always say, look, it's, it's going as good as look on my face. How do I look? How did I sleep? How do I look? What's my aura tell you about how well I slept? Right? The question answers itself. My smile will answer the question. My eyes will answer the question. My posture, my aura, beyond the whole six-pack abs thing, which people get too caught up in. Health and wellness is not just about how much you weigh and do you have six-pack abs. It's, not, it's a whole, there's so much more important to it. It's not just about how much weight you lose. That was, that's one measure. That's not the ultimate measure. It's how do you look for your age? What's the look in your eyes? What do your eyes say about your soul, about your health, the way you walk, your aura? That's what health and wellness is about. That's what vitality is, life, right? The life in your eyes, the light in your eyes, that's what I'm after. So this was a celebration here in San Diego, getting ready to turn 46, but let me tell you what. I overdid it on the food. I mean, I ate a lot of stuff that I wouldn't normally eat. In particular, on uh, Saturday, I love Indian food. I have a weakness for Indian food. I tell you what, every time I eat Indian food, I overeat. I just can't resist it. Nowadays, I do a great job. I'm very disciplined. Um, and I have pretty good, I say, portion control, meaning I just don't go crazy. I, I don't go gangbusters. I eat six, seven, eight, nine meals a day. I eat whenever I want. I do have certain foods that I like to eat that are healthy, and, then, and, and because they're healthy, I'm allowed to eat 10 at night, 11 at night. Now, if I had no restrictions, if I just ate whatever I wanted, all the carbs and all the sugars, well, of course, I wouldn't be able to eat at midnight, right? But generally speaking, I don't overeat. I eat what I need. I'm very in tune with my body. I don't overeat. But I tell you what, when I get near Indian food, those spices, those curries, their stews, their lentils, the, the you know, the whatever, the basmati rice, I might be mispronouncing that, whatever, but man, I just can't resist. So went and got some Indian food Saturday night. Um, 
wow. I mean, just delicious. A vegetable coconut curry. Had a little bit of meat that had been tenderized. They tend to they tend to make a stew and they put that meat in there for three, four hours and it just melts. I brought my own organic lemon, of course. So I overdid it. And when that in when that Indian food restaurant, when that was done at about 5.30, 6 o'clock, I thought, man, I don't want to eat for the next 48 hours. And I really believe that. I'm like, I just, you know, I don't really fast, but I need to fast. I felt like I had a food coma. My insulin levels had fired. A lot of sugar there, too, with, with the, in the sauces and everything. So, um, wow, I overdid it. And I was like, man, I'm like a bear and I need to just hibernate and just walk. And I probably did a walk of maybe 45 minutes after that. I think I probably walked two, two hours plus yesterday. Well, anyway, when I get to the lavender farm, about an hour outside of San Diego, as it happens, my friend Alicia, they treat... Um, Myself and my and my friend, they treat us to another. We didn't expect it. Like, oh, we have dinner for you. Oh goodness. So here we are, like two and a half hours earlier. We ate the Indian, and now, bam, we've got some chicken, mashed potatoes, and a vegetable salad. Very well done by this guy Evan Lee. Evan Lee Rumble makes made us some food and wow I mean and of course we didn't want to be rude right it was a beautiful gesture dinner under the stars and wow but man so had some organic OJ there from the seaside market here which is the best orange juice fresh squeezed orange juice I've ever had I mean it just stands out and anyway so now I've got to eat again, right? You don't want to be rude. I, I'm trained from a young age. My mom, whenever she was around, eat everything on your plate. That was drilled into me. So it's hard for me to eat only partial. I've been trained since a young age. So here I am eating. I don't need to eat again, but I did. So anyway, yesterday I ate a lot of food traveling. Then I just went gaga for the Indian food. Then we got surprised with another meal. We didn't expect heavy, thick mashed potatoes. Tasted really good, but man. So I went, I haven't eaten that many carbs probably in six months. I mean, it was just a carb blowout. I'm not too big on potatoes, if you know me. Uh, There is a purple potato that I like. Sweet potatoes are good to go maybe once a week or so. Um, if you're a really good athlete or whatever, and or you know just somebody who has a, a weakness for carbs, I mean you can go twice a week with those sweet sweet potatoes or purple potato if you really want to. They taste really good. You can uh, you know you can put them in the oven about 40 minutes or so, 40 45 minutes. You can top them when you take them out with a ghee butter or a, a great coconut oil. Tastes delicious. I'm not big on a regular potato. I think a lot of people think I'm not big on potato chips. I'm not big on regular potato. For some reason, in North America, people think someone convinced us that potatoes are super healthy. I don't think they are. It's just 
lot of carb, a lot of starch. I'm not a fan of that. If you're into that, I'm not here to debate you. I'm just saying I'm not a fan of that. I think that those carbs and starchy, they stick to you. I think a sweet potato, a yam, purple potato are healthier. They have more antioxidant power in them. I, I personally prefer them. Um, little less, they're a little less starchy. Yes, they can influence on the glycemic index. They can give you a bump there. Um, I am reading some things though that the ghee butter can neutralize some of the glycemic impact, which is fascinating. So you can take something like a purple potato that that uh, that gives you a moderate to moderate high glycemic bump, but then you put ghee butter on it and it can neutralize it to an effect. So wow, it, 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 the glycemic response is lessened; it's diminished. Fascinating stuff. Not an expert on that, but I'm fascinated by that. But anyway. Um, I am into carb control. I just, I don't, I don't go crazy. I don't go gangbusters on carbs. I think carbs stick to people. Uh, I'm in that camp. I'm firmly in that camp. If you're an elite athlete, if you're, if you have the right genetics, if you're working out all the time, you want to go gangbusters on carbs, go ahead. If you want to take in 300 grams of sugar and carbs or, you know, 400 grams a day, which some people do, there are some elite athletes, there are Olympians, there are Olympic gold medalists doing that have at it. I just don't think that's a good way to go because 90 some percent of you are not elite athletes. You don't, you didn't hit the genetic athletic lottery. 70% of you or more are obese or overweight. So you have problems, you have issues. And if you're going to work around that, you cannot be eating what 20 year old elite athletes are eating. I'm sorry, because you're not exercising like they are. You didn't hit the genetic jackpot like they, like they did. And you're in a bad spot. You're overweight or obese, so let's get you out of that spot. Let's become a more mindful, conscientious eater. And part of that absolutely positivity is positively is you got to start to 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 gradually reduce those carbs, the breads, the potatoes, the pastas, the pizzas, all that stuff. The, even the white rice. It doesn't mean never, as I was saying to to my friends here. Like, listen. There is a time to celebrate. We are not robots. You are not a robot. I am not a robot. No matter how healthy I eat, and some people consider me the healthiest person they know. There are a lot of people that they associate me with that because of my intentions. But no matter how healthy, I do make exceptions. You have to enjoy life when in Rome. When a friend as a gesture of love as a gesture of goodwill says, here's dinner for you, and it's mashed potatoes, and it's grilled sliced chicken, and it's a Mediterranean salad. When, you're, when you come to your friend's house, and they make that, and they went through the trouble of doing that, let me tell you what, eat it. Eat some of it. Be a good neighbor, be appreciative, be grateful. When in Rome, if your grandmother makes you a a pot pie or a cake, I'm not going to tell you, you know what? Be nice. Grandma made you a sweet pie. Eat some of it. Just don't do that 365 a year. I don't recommend you do that 50 times a year. I don't recommend you do it 20 times a year. But when you're making great decisions 95% of the time, 98% of the time with your food, any area of your life, you buy yourself some latitude. You buy yourself some wiggle. So I can, I can have those cheat days like I did yesterday where I went crazy in an Indian restaurant where we had a surprise dinner and we ate an extra meal. I can do that. 
because I do things the right way. I eat with intention every, almost every day. But you're not a robot. A friend of mine today had a lavender scone. It's like a muffin or a, a croissant, something like that. Lavender scone. I don't eat that, but guess what? I'm curious. Lavender is edible too, right? A lot of people don't know that. They just think of it the perfume qualities or the, or the oil, the essential oil qualities. They don't think of it. It's edible. It's, 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 it's in fantastic as a honey. And so I've never had it. How am I going to tell somebody with a lavender muffin? Not really my thing, but I'm like, you know what? Let me try this lavender scone. Let me just take a couple bites of it. It's not going to kill me. Then I at least know what it tastes like and I have an idea. So we, there has to be some experimentation in us. There has to be some, uh, we, we are not robots. You're a human. Get out there, enjoy life. If you go to Italy and you're in the middle of wherever, go get yourself some pasta. Pasta that's, you know, maybe it's, it's not gluten-free. It's not, I mean, their pasta is made differently than ours, but I wouldn't normally go gangbusters on pasta here in America. But if you're in Italy, take an, you know, if you're there for two weeks, take two or three nights and eat some of the pasta. Eat some of the bread. Go ahead. But in the lead up to that, don't eat, you know, lay off of that stuff. That way you have a little latitude. Right? You go to China. When I was in China, I did three weeks of seminars in China. You do three weeks of seminars in China, I'm, I'm embedded with their coaches, with the businessman who brought me there. I cannot insult them and say, hey, um, I, I'm not eating any of your food. This is white rice. This vegetable rice is cooked in an oil I don't approve of. Hey, guys, this is all genetically modified food this, you know, frog soup, what are you talking about? No way. They wanted me to do, they, they drink, the people I was with, they were drink, they drink a lot of alcohol. They want to always toast. I'm not a big alcohol drinker, but I had to do, did I do a shot of, then their whiskey's like 50 some, I mean, it was like 52, 53% alcohol. It was like turpentine, man. I kid you not. Three weeks in Beijing, they always wanted to toast and they'd be insulted. So, I did. I had to occasionally. They were smoking at the table in Beijing. They were smoking in front of me. When you do those dinners, some of those dinners there in a place like Beijing, or you go to Italy, where I have not been. I have been to Europe. I've been to Germany. I've been to France. I've been to different parts of the UK, London, etc. But I know from my family and friends who've been to Italy, and I know just from being Italian, that's my predominant DNA. I love it. That's where I get a lot of the dynamic creativity, the well-roundedness. It's in that bloodline. And the Italians, how do we eat? You know, it's, they go to eat. It's a three or four hour deal. It's a seven course meal. They're there. It's about the food. It's about taking your time. It's about the conversation, conversational currency. We, it's in our blood. We make a whole, it's a festival. It's whatever, five people, 10 people, 15. It's a festival of food and conversation and festivities and love and, and, and just goodwill. So when I was in China, Chinese too, man, they like dinner. Whoa, it's a night. You know, you're not going out. They're not going to any club or whatever afterwards. They're going, you're going to eat with them for three, four hours. A lot of courses of food and they like a lot of them drink, some of them drink pretty heavily there. So I was there. I didn't want to insult them. 
And I'm like, well, I guess I'm going to have to do a shot of this. Oh, my goodness. Just the most foul-tasting alcohol I've ever had. And I don't like to drink. And I don't drink a lot. But in order, as a gesture of goodwill to them, to, uh, to when in Rome, when in Beijing, do as the Beijingers do, hey, yeah, I did. I don't advise that. I'm not a big fan of that. I don't enjoy alcohol. I love being in control. I don't enjoy alcohol in general. I don't. And I seldom ever drink. But I made the exception there. And they had a lot of foods I would not eat when I was in Beijing. Um, did I feel great? No, I, I didn't. It was cold as it was January in, in Beijing, January, early February. And uh, th- it was fasting. There were some foods like the frog soup. I actually wanted to try it. They had like the frog legs and, you know, you could see the skeleton of the frog. And it was just, that was fascinating. But they had a lot of noodles and things that I, I would not recommend eating. That's not, those are not foods that I want to build my life around. Those are not age-defying foods to me. But hey... I'm in their place. I'm in their, I'm on their turf. And there were people sitting there, business people, nice people. They were smoking the day. I mean, I could have went, hey, what are you guys doing? Don't you know you're not allowed to smoke? I mean, they're not, they're not supposed to smoke, but they had these like private rooms where there'd be 20 people in there eating, 20 of us. And what am I going to say? I mean, I'm in on their turf and someone's smoking. You just have to just, tough it out. Keep your mouth shut. You're on their turf. It's not, we're not in Berkeley, California or wherever where it's like, hey, no smoking within 20 or, you know, Utah, the Utah Clean Air Act where they will heavily, strictly enforce no smoking within 25 feet of a restaurant or a cafe. That stuff's heavily enforced. Place like California, Utah, a lot of other places and that, not so much. Beijing, there were... I mean, there were people in the CVs. I mean, they, they, they poop different than we do. They pee different than we do. We don't have, they didn't have the stalls. They have like a hole in the floor. When I was in Beijing, I was teaching martial arts seminars there. It was fascinating. It was an incredible trip. And the last day I was there, some Russian martial artists came to Beijing. And they were there to instruct some of the Chinese. And those Russian martial artists... Um, I guess they had taken offense to the, to the, um, the bathrooms. They took offense. They were complaining. And then I talked to my translator and he said, Frank, the Rush, the, the, these Russian martial artists that are here, they're complaining and they've insult- they just insulted the, the, the Chinese by complaining about the bathroom. Oh, they're clean. They're filthy. They're this, they're that. And the Chinese were so offended, they were thinking like about sending the Russian martial artists home. Now, by the way, I'm not meaning that to impugn all the Russians. I'm sure this is these particular Russian martial artists that were there. They were like, the Chinese were thinking about sending them home just for complaining, for just, they were insulted, right? People can get very offended or insulted in some of these foreign countries about little things sometimes. So you have to be really careful. I mean, if I'd have made a comment about the smoking, I'm sure they would have been, uh, so you just just realize, hey, I'm on their turf. That's how they do things. And that's, that's part of life. Part of life, a key thing in your life, life jitsu, art of life, a key thing is to always be ready to adapt and improvise. That's what Jedis do. That's what geniuses do. You be ready to adapt and improvise. That's what you have to do. 
that is a mark of intelligence. When you can see things, you're thinking five steps ahead, 10 steps ahead. You need to be ready. If you are not a person that adapts and improvises, you're never going to operate. You're never going to really high perform because the landscape's always going to change on you. Okay? So you got to be ready. When in Beijing, if I was to do an organic tank takes Beijing, you know, food and trust me on this, man. You know, if I'm embedded and I'm there on their dime, on, a, on a, someone who's paying me in their dime and I'm going to their dinners and all, wow. I mean, you know, you, you got to, I got to lower the bar a lot, a lot, a lot because I'm on their turf and I got to eat what they eat and I got to eat a lot of things. But it's good because that way I can teach you, I can teach you wherever you are. There are levels, there's a hierarchy to this whole eating thing. And a lot of you are not going to be ready to eat where I eat, and that's okay. Let's just step your game up little by little by little. Maybe you're going to be in Beijing. Maybe you're not going to have the best food options. Let's talk about what you can eat, the best of the worst sometimes, right? By the way, one of the interesting things in Beijing when I was there, they, of course, they have their land, they, they have a, a reverence for tea. They have many great teas. They have great soil for tea. And they really, I mean, they have tea houses where you could pay $100, $200 for tea, just like a wine, like a wine tasting. They take their tea seriously over there, and they have different ceremonies, and they'll bless whatever, 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 and tea is a big deal. If somebody wants to take you, again, two or three hours to go to a tea house with them, you could do business there. So it was, it was very fascinating. I enjoyed my time very much in Beijing, very eye-opening. I was treated very well. I was, for the most part, treated very warmly. But the point I am trying to make between my trip to San Diego is you are not a robot. You are a human. You need to enjoy life. You can make exceptions. You can try the cake. You can try the certain ice cream. But be, you know, don't go crazy with that. You are your habits. That's who you are. Your life is the sum total of every decision you make. Your life is the sum total, your, your health, of everything you think, of everything you do, everything you eat, everything you drink, everything you consume. All of that adds up. So you want to have great habits. And when your habits are great 98% of the time, then go ahead and cheat and have that cheat meal. Go ahead, taste that homemade ice cream that maybe we normally wouldn't eat. Go ahead. Live a little bit, right? That's fine. I'm not here to, to, make, to, to make you into a robot and zap and take the fun out of life. I'm not here to do that. I'm here to show you the deck, show you what I think the top of the pyramid is, and you pick where you, where you want to be. You pick what you're ready for. One of my favorite quotes, I say it a lot on this podcast, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. What are you ready for? What are you ready for nutrition-wise? What are you ready for fitness-wise? What are you ready for professionally? What are you ready for as an entrepreneur? What are you ready for as a parent? Some people aren't, you aren't ready for the top of the pyramid. Some people don't appreciate top of the pyramid. Let me tell you, I used to charge, I'm a Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt. We don't talk as much about martial arts as we should. I probably should talk more about martial arts. That's my background, 33 years in that, in the, in the wrestling space, jiu-jitsu space. But I do teach. I mean, some of, some of my income is derived from teaching Brazilian jiu-jitsu private lessons. And I enjoy that. I love teaching. I'm a teacher at my core. I'm a teacher and I'm an artist. 
and I'm just a force. That's how I consider my, I consider myself a force of personality. I consider myself an artist. I consider myself a forensic investigator. And I, and I, that, so that's how I, and I consider myself a teacher. That's, that's really, and those are very broad, it's a very broad spectrum. But I learned a very valuable lesson teaching people private judicial. I used to charge $60 an hour. I was a black belt teaching jujitsu, 60 bucks an hour. So that's great, right? I'm charging 60 an hour. I'm lower in the price. That's just great, right? I'm going to have all kinds of business. Guess what? People hiring me at $60 an hour didn't value what I did. They weren't, it was, there wasn't a good customer base for me there. It devalued what I did. I spent 30 some years in fighting. My fight IQ is through the roof and I'm going to give it away for 60 bucks an hour mostly to people who don't even appreciate and value what I do, people who flake, people who, who you know, they, they flake, they make an appointment, then they don't want to show people who don't, who aren't serious about continuity and just take my skills for granted. It was a big mistake. When I jacked the rate up, right, to 150 an hour, and now it's going to be beyond that. When I did that, I got a way better client and I got a client that valued me. I got clients that didn't flake. I got clients that were consistent. I got people that were serious. People that really valued, hey, we appreciate what you do. It's a big difference. Why? Because those people, were they were ready for more. Be around people that, that value you. Value your, starts with you valuing yourself. And that's why I say every bite matters. You value yourself. Why would you eat cheap food as a habit? Why would you do that? You value yourself, you respect yourself. Why would you put cheap fuel in you? Cheap brain fuel, feeding your cells, everything in a cellular level. Why would you put junk? You deserve high quality. Start to, when you're ready for more, you'll get more in every area of your life. And if you're if you're serious about loving yourself, if you're serious about manifesting, if you're serious about growing you into the best person possible, you need to be mindful and conscientious and enlightened about your eating. And that's what this is about. It's not about being perfect. So me now, I just went here. I ate pretty darn healthy on this trip. I had a lot of 86%, 90% cacao. I had some organic lemons, organic apples. I've had fruit juices, I've had green nutrition bars, um, eggs and avocados. So I've had fresh squeezed OJ. I would say that 85, 90% of my eating, even on a road trip, even when I splurge, it's really darn healthy. Almost everything organic except for that Indian restaurant and probably what I ate last night, that dinner. Everything else, I mean, I'd say 95 or so percent organic. So... By most people's standards, I was really healthy. I, I cheated a little by my standards. Now, I've got a photo shoot coming up for something important. A photo shoot in two weeks. I'd like to be a little more shredded. I'm getting my natural tan thing going. Natural sunscreen. Got a lot of sun here. But now I'm like, hey, in two weeks, Frank, you've got a photo shoot that's important. Like a modeling photo shoot. The photographer's going to follow me for seven, eight hours. That's important. I've got to look the part. I just went carb crazy. The most carbs I've had probably in six months. So now I'm going to be more mindful. I'm going to tighten the reins here these next two weeks. I'll probably do a lot of swimming, a lot of cycling. I want to trim out a little bit. Um, And I want to be lean, maybe get to 
six or seven percent body fat for that photo shoot. Looked good, looked the part. So now I just got to balance the scales. I realized I went a little crazy. So now it's like, hey, go back. Let's be strict. Let's be real Spartan right now. So, but what what I'm trying to impress upon you is live. I want you to enjoy life. And I want you to gradually get to where you want to be. The first step is awareness. It's just awareness. What's in my food? What's actually healthy? What are, what's actually, what is high quality? I'm here to help answer those questions for you. I'm not here to make your decisions. I'm here to hopefully you find me credible. You like my intentions. And I'm here if you'll let me, if you'll accept me to help grow your awareness and help answer some of your questions. That's what I'm here for. I'm not your guru and I'm not here to run your life and I'm not here to say you have to be me or whatever. I'm not here to judge you. I'm just here to be a resource, to be a guide, to share a lot of what I have learned. I'm still learning. I'm still a work in progress. There are areas of my life where I am not operating as highly as I should be. But at this organic tank thing, at this organic lifestyle, man, I've made all a lot, most of the mistakes you can make, I've made them. Even in life, the stuff I teach, the mind jitsu, mental toughness and grit. How do I know that stuff? I know it because my life was a wreck, because I was underperforming, because I've made a lot of the mistakes a human can make. That's how I learned things. I didn't learn everything because I had great mentors and I was coachable and I've been Mr. Perfect for the last 20 years. Quite the contrary. Part of the reason that I am, if I am a, a good teacher, if I am a great teacher, a big reason is I've lived life. I've lived a dynamic life. I've lived at all levels. I've learned at all spectrums, all levels of the pyramid. I've made a lot of the mistakes you can make as a human being. That's why I am a very good, or I would maybe even say great teacher. Why? Because I've been there. Why am I empathetic to people? Why do I want to help people? Because I've been there. I'm almost in some way, in some weird subconscious way, helping other people is going back and helping myself. Helping people that were in the same spot I was in. Right? It's sort of a vicarious. It's an empathy for them. I'm almost going back and helping the younger Frank, the shouted Frank, and saying, <clears throat> by helping you, I'm helping me. Because you're in the same spot, and I get it. And I know what it feels like to be in that spot. And if you want a helping hand, and if I can help you, maybe it's just a good word. Maybe it's just a plant a seed. Maybe it's an idea. Maybe it's just a little ray of light, a ray of hope. Bam, that's all I'm trying to do. And in addition, I'm trying not to be a starving artist. I'm trying to take everything I've learned to and also build business so that I can create a more abundance for me and in turn create more abundance and make a bigger impact in this world and other people. And I can live the life. I can have the freedom that I want. And that freedom to be honest too and share what I think, to share the best information I can with people. Because when you're desperate, you're not free. And when you're desperate, you can't be credible. You can't give people great information. You can't give them the best advice. You're desperate. You're going to take whatever you can get. You're going to have to be a slave to, 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 to corporations and, 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 and deals and, and things. You're going to be compromised. When you're financially free, you can be honest with people and say, look, this is the product you want. This is the this. You can put credibility, you can put your name, you can put your reputation behind things. When you're desperate, people do all kinds of crazy bad things. You don't want to be desperate. You don't want to be a starving artist. I don't want to be. 
I've been there before. Terrible. So I'm just here as a guide. And I'm honored, the people that are listening now, the few people, we're going to grow this thing. We're going to have a nice army of people, a community coming together and sharing knowledge and learning together and celebrating life. So again, you are your habits. Every bite matters. Get out there. Start learning what's good food, what's high quality. Start to change little by little gradually. Love yourself, self-love. What you eat is an expression of your self-love. But remember, you are a human. You are not a robot. And you can go and take that trip to Turkey or Italy or Britain or India or wherever or a little escapade to San Diego. And yes, you can munch on that lavender scone a little bit. You can eat some of these things. Just be aware. Just know, okay, now that I went a little crazy on that pasta and that bread... Make that a rare occasion and you'll enjoy it so much more because it's a rare occasion. It'll be such a delicacy, such a treat. And then say, okay, let me balance the scales. Let me go back. Let me eat super clean. Let me me eat that avocado and that beautiful salad. And let's get some green shakes and some some great smoothies. And let's get the organic apple and some walnuts and 90% cacao. And let's, that's it. Let's go, Frank, next two weeks. Let's, let's hit that gym hard and let's, let's burn a lot of this. Let's burn some of that off and let's be really mindful. Great fuel now since I had a day, or day, day and a half there where we went a little bit gangbusters, right? That's all it is. Life, it's just balance. Okay, so that's it. I, I don't know how my reception is going to be here, but um, so blessed Happy eating to everybody. Life Jitsu Art of Life. Frankie at FrankieForza.com. www.frankieforza.com. I will be back soon. I hope you enjoyed.